0: 10 minutes we'll take your calls on Kevin Durant's legacy will it be tarnished by him seeking another team after his business partner Rich Kleiman told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that he wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets say ESPN, 888-729-3776 we'll take your calls on that coming up shortly, you were listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for the guys on this Friday evening. You can join the conversation by tweeting to us at Courtney R. Cronin at Mike Wells NFL. You can also hit us up on that CC call-in line, triple eight, say ESPN. Will Kevin Durant's legacy be tarnished? By him seeking another team. We'll discuss that shortly. But earlier in the show, we talked about the other part of this Brooklyn Nets equation. As it pertains to Kyrie Irving, who earlier this week opted into his $36.5 million player option. And now is probably headed out of Brooklyn as well. If Kevin Durant's not playing there, Kyrie Irving's probably not far behind. Will the Los Angeles Lakers be the destination where he ends up. Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter, covers the Los Angeles Lakers, and we talked with him earlier about what's going on with Rob Palenka, the general manager, what's going through his mind currently as it pertains to how the Lakers might be able to land Kyrie Irving.
1: What Rob Polink is thinking about right now is what I can do to get Kyrie Irving in the Los Angeles Lakers uniform for next year. And the Lakers don't have uh, a tremendous amount of young assets they can include in a deal like that. The first round picks that they are able to swap aren't even available until 2027 and 2029 because they gave up so many to get Anthony Davis a couple years ago. At the same time, though, listen, if you're Brooklyn, you could potentially get a pick or two. You could get a a young guard in Talon Horton Tucker who has had some flashes of brilliance in his short career so far. You can get a guy in Russell Westbrook who clearly has shown some signs of atrophy where his career is right now, but – if you just need an inning eater for next year and it's an expiring contract, you could do worse than Russell Westbrook. And, you know, as you start to see whatever deals that could have materialized around the, the league, like because of the way Kyrie Irving has managed his career the last couple of years, it's not like he is some shining asset that teams are going to be lining up to acquire. Also, you'll have the idea if Kyrie Irving's already putting the signals out to everyone, that he wants to be with the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're another team, even if you are tantalized by his talent, are you really going to go and trade anything of value to get him thinking that he doesn't want to be there? And so there's certainly a pathway to see Kyrie Irving reunited with LeBron James this time at LA. And that is where Rob Blink is minded at right now.
0: We're talking with Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter on Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells sitting in for the guys on the note of Kyrie Irving we know that the Lakers were the only team earlier in this earlier this week that seemed even remotely interested that they were on Kyrie Irving's list of six potential suitors and being able to pull that off and make that happen as it stands today you know fast forwarding all the time past him opting into his player option how do the Lakers pull this off to get Kyrie Irving and what you know what would they exchange for him? Because like you had mentioned at this point, we know that he's kind of got no leverage because he had mentioned that that's where he wants to go. Is there much value for the Brooklyn Nets in trading him to L.A.?
1: Well, you start with Russell Westbrook. He's one, you can't have both those guys on the same team. Uh, you know, they, they both need the ball in their hands uh, a fair amount, as does LeBron, and so you, you can't have three of them. LeBron staying obviously, and you bring Kyrie in, that's where you start. And that's a salary match situation, also. Um, you know, Russell making 47, Kyrie making 37. To convince Josiah and, and Sean Marks and the Nets group to want to take on more salary when it looks to be uh, somewhat of a rebuilding situation for them, you're going to have to sweeten the deal. And so that's where the draft picks come in. But I, as I mentioned, the draft picks aren't able to be uh, passed over until five years from now because of uh, the other deals the Lakers have done in the last several seasons. And then really, you know, I mentioned the one young asset that they could include is Talon Horton Tucker, I, I suppose the other guy that they have, who you know, some teams certainly would see some upside to, would be Austin Reeves. Uh, the Lakers have no interest in, in parting with Austin Reeves. Um, they think they found a gem last year, uh, having him come undrafted and, and really have some really nice moments for them. Uh, but you know, it's going to come down to some combination of those assets I mentioned, and then the Lakers crossing their fingers and hoping that the rest of the teams around the league think like, you know what, that's too much for us to deal with, especially if Kyrie's made it clear he doesn't want to be here and and, and hope that their offer ends up looking better just because the other offers don't materialize around the rest of the NBA.
2: So what happens if the Lakers are not able to land Kyrie? Because it sounds like it's not, it, it won't be an easy situation, to, easy trade to pull off, especially with the lack of uh, first-round draft picks immediately available to go to Brooklyn. If they don't get Kyrie, how do they get better? I mean, do you see any other players fitting in that could help them get back to the playoffs, especially with LeBron James, you know, turning 38 years old later on this year?
1: Well, Mike, they got to get some shooting, and that team used to cover, the Indiana Pacers have already started wheeling and dealing and they parted ways with Malcolm Brogdon to Boston. And there's another guy on that roster uh, who can really shoot it and has some deep ties to Rob Polinka, And uh, that being buddy healed uh, Rob Polinka used to be his agent um, before he moved over into a NBA executive role and Buddy's someone who the Lakers nearly acquired last year on draft day um, and, until the Russell Westbrook deal came out of nowhere. And so you know, that is the type of player that they would target. And, again, when we're talking about what they have available to trade, it's that same asset that we're mentioning. It's those draft picks that don't convey until a half decade from now. <laughs> uh, and, and it's Talon Horton Tucker and Austin Reeves. Now, you know, you say on their face, Talon Horton Tucker, Buddy Heel, who's a better player? Buddy Heel, sure. But if the Indiana Pacers timeline – is rebuilding around Tyrese Halliburton, and you may not be sniffing a playoff for two or three years down the line. Well, two or three years down the line, Buddy Heald is best days past him. And so there could be some value in that type of offer that you make to Buddy Heald. And the other guy you could look to is Eric Gordon in Houston. Houston's clearly in a rebuild. Uh, If if Eric Gordon lets it be known that he doesn't want to, Use the twilight of his career to be playing on teams that go 20 and 62. That's another guy uh, you, you can target. Uh, and again, you give Houston some young players that would fit their timeline as well. And then, you know, Brooklyn's got a couple of other shooters. If they can't get Kyrie, well, guess what? There's also Seth Curry and Joe Harris there. And, you know, the, the Lakers right now do not have any shooting on their roster, like none. Uh, So that is the huge void, and they have 13 players locked in. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be hard to get a player on a veteran minimum contract that brings shooting and also has enough defense where he can stay on the floor. Like, you know, Wayne Ellington last year, he's an excellent shooter, uh, but he was such a one sided player. He, He didn't have the defense to be able to stay on the floor uh they recognize that they can't go that route they need they need to find shooting in in guys who can play two ways um and um that's going to be their priority the number one they love is kyrie irving who's a 50 40 90 guy Uh, but if they can't get kyrie you know you're going to look for them trading players or perhaps getting rid of one of those picks down the line to get some shooting because otherwise the spacing just won't work with this team. Um, You know, you need LeBron to be surrounded by shooters to maximize what he does.
0: That was Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter who closely covers the Los Angeles Lakers talking about what it would take for Kyrie Irving to get his wish granted and head out West. Again, the Brooklyn Nets need to facilitate this trade and happening. And as it stands right now, they would have every reason not to grant Kyrie's wish, Granted, if they can get the haul back that they want, which might be a little bit more difficult to do with Kyrie Irving than it would be Kevin Durant, they're going to offload him. That's a no-brainer, but it remains to be seen where he will go. Los Angeles, the favorite destination for the betting odds and for Kyrie Irving himself. Now, will the Nets end up pulling the strings to make that happen? Time will tell. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Will Kevin Durant's legacy be tarnished by him seeking to play for another team? 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. say We take your calls next. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
3: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
0: kevin durant wants out of brooklyn he has two teams on his list of potential suitors Next destinations, either being the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat. Could there be other destinations? Well, when you have a player of that caliber, everybody in the NBA is listening, even if it doesn't make sense right now with the construction of your roster. Players like Kevin Durant don't become available all that often, and it brings up the question about his legacy. Now that he wants to leave the Brooklyn Nets and go somewhere else, will it be tarnished, his legacy, that is, by seeking Another team. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells presented by Progressive Insurance. We're taking your calls. Triple Eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's go out to Mike in Los Angeles. Mike, you're on ESPN radio. What you got?
4: Hey, how you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy Fourth of July weekend. All I gotta say is K B not a LeBron, but K B will never Hop over LeBron. Reason being is LeBron went back to his hometown, won a championship, and built something from the ground up, even though he left. Now, for instance, LeBron would never pass Kobe because it takes a certain personality to be in L.A. and win a championship. Unfortunately, his championship came during a time where it was not crowds, right? We also saw the worst ever, ever, result of a Laker team in LeBron. So LeBron will never pass Kobe, and unfortunately, KD will never even pass LeBron. Now, granted, let's just say Jimmy Butler went to championship without Kevin Durant. Jimmy Butler is technically a better player legacy over Kevin Durant.
0: Okay, Mike, thanks yeah, you, for the call. There's you, a you, whole you, lot there. Um, go ahead, Mike.
2: I, I was going to say, you know, he, he, was, he was rolling, and then he had to drop in. The Jimmy Butler KD thing. I, I don't. I, I can't find. I am not sure I can find anybody who will say Jimmy Butler is a better basketball player than Kevin Durant. No. And this is no slight on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a hell of a basketball player, but Kevin Durant is one of the best in the world. He is. He
0: might be the know, best in the world, depending upon who you ask. It's him, Giannis, or LeBron.
2: A, a probably exactly, LeBron so. being
0: a third in that list because of his age right now.
2: Yeah, I don't think I mean Jimmy Butler would be lucky to crack the top ten. So let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. But that's what that's the good thing about sports. We can always compare people, you know, talent wise. Who's better? Who won more titles or whatnot? It this that is nonstop water cooler talk, and the debate can go back, you know, go round and around. But yeah, don't don't you can't insult Jimmy Butler. I mean, you can't not insult Kevin Durant by saying Jimmy Butler if he won a title would be better than Kevin.
0: Durant. And the thing is, now that Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. The conversation and we've had this here on ESPN Radio this afternoon, if we as we've taken calls, people want to use the barometer of LeBron James in trying to size up Kevin Durant and where he stands and whether this is a weak move or not. And everyone wants to look at LeBron James and say, "Well, LeBron, um, you know, if he was in the same situation, he would have stayed." Or LeBron, you know, has delivered on his promise to other organizations, and faulting Kevin Durant, finding fault within his decision to want out of the Brooklyn Nets. It's two completely different situations, in my opinion. Like, you can't compare an apple to a watermelon. You can't. LeBron James is LeBron James, and Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. And I'm talking about the leadership qualities, the the on-the-court and the the off-the-court stuff. Basketball, X's and O's, those two as players, you can debate that till you're blue in the face that's fine but i think people are bringing this up this argument being like well if lebron james never would have let it get to this point lebron james wouldn't have bolted on the brooklyn nets like it's a completely different situation i think that yes while this while kevin durant i'm not absolving him at all of responsibility for his for his role in this mess that, that, that has been created with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving deserves the majority of the blame. The Brooklyn Nets should, you know, ceded all of their power to their superstars. So they get a giant fat L for the way that they've handled this. But Kevin Durant played a role in things getting this bad. But at the end of the day, and the Brooklyn Nets very clearly feel the same way, he, he finished the job of what he set out to do, especially last season. Now, he's got four years left on his contract, really doesn't have the leverage, but it appears that they're willing to work with him because – Of how he handled last season because, you know, when it's all said and done, he did what he said he was going to do. And he he came through when Kyrie Irving didn't want to show up to work for two weeks and decided that it wasn't worth getting the vaccine and he had to sit out all those games. So... I just – I don't understand the logic of trying to bring LeBron into this because he's – this is – look at Kevin Durant as his own man in his own situation. LeBron has nothing to do with this unless Kyrie Irving gets traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not like LeBron sparked this. So I don't really understand that argument a whole bit, but, um, you know, what do I know? Candy and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road – and on the water, see how much you can save, 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-PROGRESSIVE.COM as well. One more here before we move on and talk to an expert about what's next. Let's go to Chuck in Chapel Hill. Chuck, you're on ESPN Radio.
5: Yeah, hello, this is Chuck. Uh, thanks for taking my call.
0: You're welcome. What you got?
5: Uh, I think Katie's uh, legacy is going to be tarnished by the fact that he's never, as Charles Barkley would say, never drove the bus. Unless he gets straight to a small market team and brings them up from the ashes, it's always going to be that question. Could he have done it by himself? Can he lead a team? Mm-hmm. I mean, it failed in OKC. It definitely failed in Brooklyn. He was part of a better crew in Golden State, so he hasn't really been the man, per se. So I think unless Kevin really goes over crazy, like maybe Charlotte for Miles Bridges trade, and bring him up from ashes, he's going to have a stainless legacy of not being that man.
0: Chuck, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, you know, If Kevin Durant goes to a small market team and brings them a championship, I don't know. Phoenix isn't a small market. They've got, you know, I try to think of like major sports, you know, franchise that that they have. That they've got hockey. They've got NBA. They've got the NFL. They've got baseball. So that's not small market. Miami's not small market. I don't know if he ends up going. I don't know what would constitute. I mean, Charlotte. I I know that he just brought that up in, in in the Miles Bridges news and all of that. But I don't know. I don't know if that would change it for me. What would probably change it for me, and the only way, and we can discuss this a little bit later. He goes home. He goes to the Washington Wizards and wins a title there. Who's to say that, like, he isn't heralded as a hero by the entire NBA, particularly the Wizards fans, though, in that respect?
2: Basically, long story short, Courtney, Kevin Durant's not worried about his legacy. He wants to win. He just wants to win a title. He he ends up going to another team and pairing with more All-Stars to win. He's not going to worry about the criticism. What he's going to say is, I've got – more championship rings and he's probably going to give people the bird and yeah, say with his third. you guys take yep. that.
0: Don't don't uh don't disagree with that at all. We'll take more of your calls here on whether Kevin Durant's legacy will be tarnished by seeking another team. We see you on the call-in line. Stay on for a little bit longer 888 say ESPN 88872937773776. But coming up next, what does Rudy Gobert and the trade that the Utah Jazz just pulled off sending Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves mean for Donovan Mitchell's future with the Jazz. We discuss next, ESPN Radio, ESPN+.
1: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! On Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and gold! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells holding it down on this Friday afternoon for the guys. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance It appears that the Utah Jazz are headed towards a massive reset after trading Rudy Gobert, the three-time defensive player of the year, to the Minnesota Timberwolves in exchange for four first-round draft picks. Let's tap in now with Vince Carter, ESPN NBA analyst, for a little bit more on this situation. Vince, I want to figure out what this means for Donovan Mitchell. Are the Utah Jazz going to make this his team and try to build around him, or do you think he, too, will be on the move?
5: I tell you, Courtney, it's it's an it, 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 interesting thing, and I was sitting here sitting uh, when I heard that. I was sitting here thinking, like, hmm, you know, I, I, we have to see what what is what is Donovan Mitchell thinking. I think that's been the the, the theme through all of, all of this and with the Utah situation for a while now. What is he thinking? Does he want to be moved? You know, it was the thing about him being uh, not being happy when Quinn Snyder uh, resigned and, and stepped away from the team. So it was just a question of what happens, and so now. I'm thinking, hmm, okay, yeah, I, I heard Brian wh- horse said, yeah, they're possibly going to build around him, but will you be happy? And I, I said, well, this is an opportunity now to really make that Kevin Durant deal actually work in Phoenix because you can move Aiton, obviously you have to make the pieces work, but Aiton can now go to the Jazz, and you can move Donovan Mitchell to the Nets, and then now you move Kevin Durant to Phoenix, What you want, and I think everybody's happy, a fresh start for everyone. So those are opportunities, but until we figure out what Donovan Mitchell is thinking now, is this just a, ah, a release and now let's go use the the, uh, the draft cap? I mean the capital that we have and get some more pieces, or it's like wait a minute, what are we doing with this team here? And now I'm ready to boom on. So I think until we hear what you know he wants to do, we're still in you know in limbo.
2: Yeah, you're right about that, Vince. I think obviously there's going to be, you know, Donovan uh, Mitchell and that, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are the names that people are going to be paying attention to. But with that said. There hasn't been this much excitement about the Minnesota Timberwolves since Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm. Spreewell, Sam Cassell were out there back in the year, early, you know, the mid 2000s. Those were days, this... Yeah. Yeah,
5: That's exactly.
2: You, yeah, you were playing above the rim in Toronto back then. Yeah. Um the last time there's been this much excitement, what does the foundation of Minnesota look like now when you have Rudy Gobert? Cat. I mean Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, how good can this Minnesota Timberwolves team be? They can be good, but it's situational, in my opinion. And because of the game
5: being faster, and you know, there's, there's some uh, players, old school players, and old school coaches that we're going to play our way and make them change. Well, the difference is, a- a- as a team, are you willing to give up the three point shot? You're talking about Biggs and Anthony. I'm sorry, Carl Anthony Towns is very capable of moving his feet, but you know, you, I'm putting I'm putting Rudy in pick and rolls. Now the, the rim is, is is well protected. You're not getting in their paint, and I think that helps in the playoffs, but you have to get there, and I, I guess they feel if they can just get there because they, they have a lot of talent offensively. They can score. Rudy Gobert is not really known for all his offense at all, but defensively is what they want to sure up first. I mean, obviously you can get stops. You have enough talent in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns as far as scoring, and then you just put some more shooting around them, and, you know, you, you leave Rudy – Around the basket, you know, that's one thing I've always admired. You know, you think of Rayzal Rondo in Boston back in the day and Doc Rivers, because of his ability to rebound, what did he do? They put him around the basket because he can rebound and get extra possessions. And that's what Rudy Gobert can do for your team offensively as well, even though, you know, you don't get a lot of scoring from him. You just leave him around the basket because Cat tends to hover mid-range to the three-point line anyway. And and occasionally you have, you have to post him up and, you know, you kind of can – figure that out but defensively they're going to be really good but I'm just curious how they play when they play those small ball teams and who who will he be he be able to guard in those situations because we've seen Utah get exposed in those situations where you had to sit Rudy Gobert
0: we're talking with Vince Carter ESPN NBA analyst 22-year NBA vet here on Kenny and Carlin DeJounte Murray was traded to the Atlanta Hawks yesterday, became official when free agency started. It's been a little buried here amid all the KD news and Kyrie news in the Eastern Conference. But am I wrong to think that him teaming up with Trey Young and that changing Atlanta's backcourt not only gives Atlanta one of the best backcourts in the NBA, but can also potentially change the landscape of what the Eastern Conference and the heavyweights in the Eastern Conference look like?
5: Well, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, it was kind of surprising to me because DeJount, DeJounte Murray was an all-star as a point guard. And what is he going to play now? Is he going to probably be your off guard? Is Trey willing to play off the ball a little more because you have another all-star? Those are the X factors and the things are are, are concerns for me. I like, the, I like who he is, what he brings to the table. He's an all-star. And if Trey... And DeJounte can make it work, and then you add some other pieces. Yes, the Atlanta Hawks are going to be dynamic, and they give me they give me the feel. Hear me out. They give me a feel of CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard type backcourt. And Ooh, Dame was yes. willing to let allow CJ be the star and offensive guy that he is, and it made them better because they could, they were able to play off of each other. And I think if Trey can 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 do that, yes, what you said makes sense.
2: Hey, Vince, when you – Adrian Wojnarowski reported last night that James Harden is going to meet with the 76ers this weekend. If you're the 76ers front office, how – are you leery on giving Harden a long-term contract considering, you know, how he played in the playoffs and wondering, okay, can we commit to him long-term? Or are you sold that, okay, Harden and Embiid can be that one-two punch?
5: I will be the first to say there's two guys that I was concerned about as far as long-term, and that's James Harden – And Zion, obviously, Zion got it and got his his long-term deal. I'm happy for him, and it's just the injuries. And when you're, and I think, I think I look at it now. It's crazy hearing me say this. I look at it from the organizational side a lot, as well as obviously as a player. But if I'm the organization, there is some hesitancy for you know for giving guys long-term. But at the same time, if you look at the moves that they are making, and potentially you know, and and potential moves. They're they're trying to get that Houston band back together. A lot of the guys, I mean, all of the players that are coming in are formerly of of James Harden's teammates. So the way it's kind of playing out, I I think he's going to get that contract. His willingness to take less money to get better players, uh, to get more help is is important. And and I think they're doing that. And and so I, I expect him to get his deal.
0: You know what else is crazy? We went about ten minutes here and didn't even ask you about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the fallout. <laughs>
5: because you from, save it for the, yeah, you gotta save it for later. Get all the little stuff out of the way.
0: You know, th- there's a lot of news going on in the NBA with free agency having just kicked off mm-hmm. over 24 hours ago, and we appreciate Vince Carter joining us here on Canty and Carlin to break down some of the bigger non-KD, non-Kyrie headlines because <laughs> we know there's going to be plenty of time for that because it doesn't seem like the it Nets really are uh, in any hurry to try to get this thing settled. Tons of speculation uh, that we can make over the next couple days. Vince, we really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us.
5: Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: That's Vince Carter, ESPN NBA analyst, 22-year NBA vet, joining Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells here on Canty and Carlin. Mike in Staten Island, I see you on the CC call-in line. We will take your call on the other side of the break. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Will Kevin Durant's legacy be tarnished by him seeking another team? Taking your calls next. Candy and Carl on ESPN Radio. and carlin espn radio espn plus courtney cronin mike wells sitting in for the guys on this friday evening we're taking your calls triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 what do we think about kevin durant's legacy now that he wants out of brooklyn and wants to go to a different team mike in staten island appreciate you waiting on the line you're on espn radio
6: yes hi i just wanted to comment on the uh, kevin durant's legacy i think his legacy is totally tarnished Due to the fact that he just keeps bouncing around to team to team, he's never really led a locker room to win. He can never be. When it's all said and done, statistically, he'll go down as one of the greatest players ever, statistic-wise. Mm-hmm. But as as far as a winner, he can never be in the conversation as Kobe or LeBron or, or Jordan. If you look at the team, if you look at Kobe, Kobe stuck it out. Kobe stuck it out some of the, during some of the worst years, team-wise, he ever had. And if you look at the teams LeBron led. The first, uh, <clears throat> the first six years of his career to the finals without LeBron, their last place team. That's why, that's why I find uh, Kevin Durant's uh, his legacy totally tarnished.
0: Mike in Staten Island, are you a Knicks fan? Or are you a Nets fan?
6: Well, I'm a Knicks fan. I would say the only way he could really maybe change his, change the character of how people perceive him is if he does go to a team like the Knicks and finds a way to let them win the championship. <laughs> okay. But as far but as, far, but as but as far as but as far as but as far as him constantly going to loaded teams, it's it's just hurting his it's current. I don't think he cares anymore at this point because he's just towards the tail end of his career and he don't have time to waste anymore by going on mm-hmm. a rebuilding type of franchise. But to me, I think he should have never left OKC because if he would have stuck it out and won there and then left, we would have been having a whole different discussion right now.
0: Mike, appreciate the call. Thanks for the time. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, Mike Wells. Um, I- he saw that the writing was on the wall with the ISO ball that he was playing in Oklahoma city. Like I know that he said after the 2016 players tribune article that he didn't really do. didn't feel complete after that. Like he realized the target was on him and that people were always going to criticize him. But I think I can also appreciate Kevin Durant and the legacy talk for being able to say, I don't give a rip what you think about me and my legacy and my decisions. Every step of the way, he's, gone about it doing what's best for him at least he's remained consistent
2: yeah and he's not I mean like you said he's not worried about outside opinions because once he retires he's gonna look look around his room and see how many championship rings he has and that's all he cares about and how his friends and family feels about him not what the outsiders think
0: no and um I think that the same thing's gonna hold true no matter where he goes next after requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. Won't matter if it's a small market team. Won't matter if it's Phoenix or Miami. Kevin Durant's going to do what Kevin Durant wants to do in trying to solidify his own legacy for himself, not for us. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, presented by Progressive Insurance. want to thank all of our guests that stopped by the show today to help us break down NBA free agency. We had Nick Friedle, Dave McMenamin, Tommy Breer, Chris Canty, and Vince Carter and talked a little bit about college football with our good friend Harry Lyles Jr., USC and UCLA, moving to the Big Ten effective August of 2024. Before we get out of here, we are going to wrap up a couple more topics here on Canty and Carlin. time to go three and out.
1: Sometimes it's the worst. worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is...
3: One, 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 two, three. three and out.
0: Okay, so we asked you on our ESPN Radio Twitter account about Kevin Durant's legacy. We've taken some of your calls about it. NBA free agency going on this week. We want to know, do you think that Kevin Durant's legacy will be tarnished by seeking another team? 54.8% of you said yes. 462 or is that 45? I can't tell. I have bad eyesight. 45.2% <laughs> of you said no. And I couldn't do that math in my head either. So that's our weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Not surprised um, by the results there, but closer, honestly, than I thought, Mike.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I'm was i very surprised about that. So it'll be – it uh, we talked about this earlier off the air. Are you looking forward to this drag out, or would you like no. for Kevin Durant to find out where he's going to be traded to over the weekend?
0: I can't host multiple radio shows for the next week or so and be on first take opining about all of the possibilities because there's, after a, after a while, if Kevin Durant's holding up this process, or if really, if it's not even him, it's the Brooklyn Nets, we're just going to be in this holding pattern until they decide where they're going to send him. And, you know, I, I am pleased to see that there have been other moves made in free agency. Not everybody... You know, All the other teams are just like waiting on the Brooklyn Nets to decide what they're going to do. We saw it today with the Minnesota Timberwolves agreeing to send four first-rounders to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gobert. So business is continuing to move on, but there are teams that might be out of the sweepstakes right now for Kevin Durant, or so to speak, on, on paper. They can't make it happen, but they're still probably trying to find a way to um, get in on the action with Kevin Durant, potentially. Weekend preview brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways that you – could save. All right, Simone Biles and Megan Rapino are among the recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That will be presented with. That's the nation's highest civilian honor. It's going to be presented uh, by the President Joe Biden in a ceremony next week. The White House announced on Friday. So those two have stood for. Human rights, Megan Rapino obviously, as we know, in, in her uh, platform that she's used with the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team for LGBTQ rights, and Simone Biles speaking up against sexual assault and women's rights as well. I can't think of two better athletes to represent, you know, not just women's sports but causes that affect so many people across the United States, and it's certainly a huge honor for both of them. Um Really looking forward to seeing that ceremony and seeing them both get the Presidential Medal of Freedom.
2: I, I love it, and, and especially with Simone Biles. I mean, we remember how it was for her, how challenging it was for her in, in the Olympics, um, you know, dealing with her personal issues and everything. And I, I think we've all realized, especially since the uh, pandemic started or oh, two and a half years ago, I mean, how much, you know, mental health and depression has been such a key topic, uh, you know, around the world. Uh, so much, much respect to uh, both of those ladies on uh, being honored.
0: Kenny and on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells. Listen to this. Delta offered passengers almost $10,000 to switch flights, according to a report. So a passenger with a ticket on an oversold Delta flight said that he and other passengers were offered ten grand to give up their seats and travel home at a later date, according to a report in Inc. Magazine. Some 3.5 million people are expected to fly this holiday weekend since it's 4th of July amid COVID-19 infections, staffing shortages, and widespread flight delays. My flight tonight out of New York on another airline uh, was just delayed for some odd reason, so I, uh, I empathize with this. No-brainer. If I mean, you could offer me $500, and I would probably get off the flight and take a hey, later well, one hey, fun, if my schedule still- would permit for
2: it. Funny story, Courtney. You know, anytime I would uh, check in, I'm I'm a I'm a big proponent of Delta. I've uh, you know self self humble brag. I'm oh. a million mile flyer flyer on Delta. Congratulations! So when I All in, those
0: years covering the NBA and NFL.
2: Exactly. That's like elite status. So anytime they would say get put a dollar amount in for what you want on the ticket when it's oversold, I would always put the max in of one thousand dollars. I'm hot. That I never had opportunity to get ten thousand because I it must
3: have been real desperate.
2: I, I would tackle somebody like I'm a middle linebacker, D lineman, to get into the front of the line to get ten thousand dollars, and I would drive to my next destination, and hopefully have some money left from the high gas prices.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, depending upon where you're going, ten thousand might not even cover the gas um, that it would take to get from destination to destination, especially if you're flying somewhere, but. I never get selected. Like, I constantly, the other day, in flying back to New York from when we were both in Chicago at the Vaughn McClure-Jeff Dickerson Foundation event, um, on Wednesday, I had a flight back to New York to do first take, and my flight was oversold, and I put in, like, the it was a miles bid. It wasn't money. And I put in, like, 20,000 miles. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can bump me an hour. Never got chosen. I guess it's another thing I get left out on, so that kind of stinks. What are your plans for the 4th before we get out of here? Oh,
2: man. Doing barbecue? I am going to be living inside of a – our producer, Shannon, can understand this. I'm going to be living inside of a gym. Both my kids have AAU basketball tournaments tomorrow and Sunday. What I don't understand is why would they do it on a three-day weekend, but I will be there with my bucket of popcorn enjoying it. What about you once you get back home to Chicago? I'm going
0: to sleep. Sleep for a whole week. Tired. Real tired. (laughs) we got to get out of here. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Kern and Mike Wells holding it down for the guys on this Friday afternoon. Coming up next, we hand it off to Spain and Fitz. They're going to break down the latest happenings in NBA free agency. Have a great weekend and happy 4th.